Welcome, everybody, to the Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins tonight. No Brittany Jones, guys. Britt is still drowning in her sorrows after that Eagles loss that we will get into in depth here in just a few <laughs> minutes. So Britt's not here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. She had some things she had to take care of. So it's just me and K-Walk, but we got some great stuff tonight. K-Walk, man, what's going on? How you doing, brother? All is well, man. All is well. Looking forward to another great one. Listen, Britt, hey, I had to my team lost too. I'm still here taking uh taking the grunt of it, man. You know, we gotta do that. We gotta take the bitter with the sweet. It's not always gonna be sunshine and rainbows. That's right. That's right, man. And let's hey, let, let's just kick it off and get get that topic right out of the way first, K Walk. Your 49ers, they go down late on a missed kick at the end of the game to the Cleveland Browns suffer their first loss of the season. Yeah. Just give me your thoughts, K-Walk. What, what went wrong? What happened? Did the 49ers play bad? Did Cleveland just play well? Was you know Just break it down for me, man. What were your thoughts on, on this 49ers and Browns game? Yeah, going in, Jay, I felt like, you know, it was a game that was going to be a tough game because it was in Cleveland. They do have a uh, a top-notch or a Super Bowl-caliber type defense. Yeah. And one of the things that I was nervous as it was one of those defense – it's one of those defense – that poses a uh, a mismatch for uh, for the 49ers because they like to get after the guys. They can play well on the, the, the all, on all levels, man. They can get to the quarterback. Linebackers play well, and the back end can uh, can cover as well. And then that's what they did. Um, you know, they played. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Schwartz played. Um, you know, he was always known as a you know a defensive guru, especially in his times in, in, in Detroit. And he had an extra game plan uh, on defense. They executed it. I think it was a combination of both to answer the question, Jay. I think the uh, the, the the Browns play excellent on defense, yeah. and the 49ers just uh, you know you know they got you know I don't know you know uh, Kyle Shanahan thought that it would be this type of game it would be that type of game. He said coming in it was going to be a grindy game, you know yeah. one of those you know down and dirty three yards in a cloud of dust type of games, and he was ready for that. You know um, you know fortunate injuries. I'm not blaming any of those injuries because you know you know McCaffrey going down and and T Debo. Not, I'm not even thinking about that, you know, because they still had a chance, like you mentioned, that late field goal. They had a chance to win. And it just goes to show you that, you know, it, it's a total team game. You know, the defense played excellent, um, you know, kept them in the game for the most part, only gave up 19 points. Anytime you go into a game and you say you could give up only 19 points, especially with the 49ers offense, you expect to win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, you know, the offense and uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy looked like, a, you know, he, you know, looked like, you know, they, you know, I don't know if you want to say expose them, but when you know when your 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 top players go down, man, it's going to be hard to get the ball to other guys who who can't separate like your, your main guys do. But um, they did an excellent job. You know, they they went down and scored in the first uh, the first uh, series. Then things started to settle in a little bit, but they you know they turned it around. Defense got them the ball late. Brock Purdy drove down, got him in field goal position to uh, you know win the uh, the game winning uh, field goal. But uh, Jake Mooney, Jake Moody just uh, just missed it far to the right, and you know how it goes; it's a game of inches. But overall, hats off to the Browns' defense, man. I think that's one of the best defenses that I've seen, um, even with uh, early with the Cowboys and the way yeah. that they played early in the season when when Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs was there. Um, but yeah, um, and they played with uh, PJ Walker. PJ Walker did an excellent job of managing that game. 
uh, for the most part. Um, you know, they they ran the ball. They had some great plays. Kevin Zafanski had a great game plan. They knew they couldn't get downfield, but they they dinked and dunked, and they got exactly yeah. what they needed. So just hats off, uh, 49ers, as bad as they looked, they still had a chance to win that game. And it just goes to show, you know, if they could have pulled that game out, a lot of people would have said, well, you know, here's the blueprint on how to beat the 49ers. They're still probably saying that. But if they could have pulled that out, you know, they, and you, you know, you know that the 49ers could win uh, any type of game. So, yeah, just uh, I, I think it was more so that the 49ers lost that game. But absolutely, I do not want to take anything away from the Cleveland Browns and that game plan that Kevin Zafanski and Jim Schwartz had uh, dialed up and, and ultimately they executed. Yeah, man, I was, you know, looking at that game, I, you know, I, you brought up some great concerns that that Browns defensive front obviously can cause some issues. And then also I was just worried coming off of that big high of just absolutely dismantling the Cowboys. I wondered if there might be a little bit of a letdown, you know, coming into a game where Browns don't have their starting quarterback and maybe right. you feel like, okay, this is a game we're going to get out of here with the win. But I'll tell you, man, I had my speech already, kind of like what you said. I thought the 49ers would put, pull it out late and mm -hmm. I was all prepared to say, hey, that's what good teams do. Right. They don't play well. They still find a way to win. But you're, I mean, you're right. So Moody, I, I believe this guy was drafted right now. Third round. Third, third round. Third right? round. So he's obviously a, a guy that comes into the league with a lot of fanfare, a really mm -hmm. good kicker. He missed two on Sunday, though. Am I right? He missed, he missed, he missed two on Sunday. Yeah. He missed two. So is this, what do you, is this an issue going forward, nah. K Walk, or is this just a young guy who had a bad day? Yeah, it's the, the latter, Jay. It's a young guy because going in there, he was 10 for 10. You know, he okay. was 10 for 10 on field goals. So there was no concern, you know, going, you know, going into the game with uh, go him. And, but you know, anytime that something goes wrong with a team like the 49ers, you look for, you know, you, you know, that's what any good team in, yeah. in the league, not just the 49ers, you, when they go down or they lose or they don't, uh, you know, they don't perform up to expectations, you immediately think that, oh, there's something wrong with them. Like, you know, 49er fans was calling for, they, you know, Call Robbie Gold up, you know. Call Robbie Gold back. And I'm like, come on now. Yeah, I missed two field goals. Like Robbie Gold has never missed two field goals in right. a game before. Right. But um, yeah, he was he was he was off a little bit. But uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are going to. Anything that they do, Brock Purdy is, you know, Brock Purdy. See, this is what happens when you 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 know when when you when you uh, take away his stars, uh, take away his weapons. That's what any quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you talk, any starting quarterback, you take away their weapons, they're not going to be the same quarterback. But yeah, you know, a lot of people, this is one of those games, but I'm glad and, and I hope that it would happen because I didn't expect him to go, um, you know, undefeated this year, Jay. But um, when you look at a lot of concerns, Brock Purdy threw his first interception yeah. of the year, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep that in mind. Mooney missed his first field goal of the year um, as well in the sixth game of the season. So and they still had a chance to win that game. So as bad as they look, they still had a chance to be six and zero. Um, what six, seven inches, whatever that you know, whatever the distance was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm no concerns from real right now. I think they're going to get back. They have a Monday night game, so they have an extra day off. Uh, allows Debo to heal up. Allows Christian McCaffrey. They all expect. They're all. They all could play. I'm not saying that they will. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, I think they're going to get right back on the grind, Jay, and then you're going to see that 49ers team that you've seen in the first four, four five weeks, I should say. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question because, obviously, they didn't get out of there unscathed. They got some guys banged up, but yeah. from the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like it's anything significant, and these guys are, what, questionable for Monday night? 
Yeah, they all could go. According to Kyle Shanahan, they all could go. Uh, meaning okay. Trent Williams, he had that ankle injury. Uh, uh, Chris McCaffrey with the oblique and Debo Samuel with the uh, the shoulder. He said they all could go. So um, I'm not expecting them all to go, especially I would hope we can rest McCaffrey. Yeah, it's a Monday yeah. night game, you know, because, you know, he's a workhorse, man. He, he really is. So if you can give him some rest, I, I think if anybody um, deserves a rest out of those three, it, it's it's uh, it's McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. All right, let's move on to Philly because the Eagles suffered their first loss as well to the Jets. Jets played some outstanding defense here. We know that defense yeah. is really good, but obviously the offense really struggles to put up points, but they intercepted Jalen Hurts three times. Yeah. They played really good defense. In the end, they made one play to get them down there, and, and, yeah. then, and they find, found a way to win. What was your takeaway from that game, k Walk? Yeah, just uh, you know, a gritty, a gritty uh, Jets defense, man. They they went out there and they accepted the challenge. Uh, one thing you're going to have with a Robert uh, solid led team is that you know that defense is going to be prepared to play each and every uh, each and every week and each and every play, each and every down. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was with Jalen Hurts, man. I don't know what he was seeing because he wasn't like he was, you know, you know, misleading guys or overthrowing guys. He was throwing the ball directly to yeah, these guys, right these to defenders. the other team, yeah, yeah, right to them. And they had a legitimate <laughs> chance to have three pick sixes in, in that game, so the game could have been a lot worse. But there were some hustle plays by the offensive linemen and and other guys uh, on the offense as well. But yeah, Jay, I, I don't know. I think he was trying to feed AJ Brown a little bit, a uh, little bit much. Um, I know that's his horse. I know that they had that little, you know, altercation on the sideline a few weeks back. That seemed to clean it up. He's yeah. getting his numbers now. Devontae uh, Smith had an issue uh, right now. Uh, has had an issue. He was demanding the ball, but he was feeding him. But Devontae's dropping the ball now. Yeah. So yeah. there's some connection issues right right now, uh, Jay, with the uh, with with Jalen Hurts and. AJ Brown and, De and Devontae Smith. It just seems like they're not all on the same page uh, right now. And then, you know, we saw them bring in Julio Jones. Uh, that's got to speak volumes to something, Jay. That's got to say something. You know, um, Nick Sirianni and those guys and uh, Rosendahl, I mean, they bring a guy like that in. I don't know what they're looking to do because, you know, you mentioned in a thread and I, you know, what does he have left, yeah. you know, in the tank, you know, what is he really going to bring to you on the table? You know, maybe some veteran leadership, but I think they have enough of that there to yeah. be honest with you. So that was a head scratcher for me um, to be honest with you, but overall going back to the game um, hats off to the jets uh, for, you know, dialing up that, that play uh, dialing up the play defensive play. And Zach Wilson, you know, Zach Wilson is looking like a different quarterback right he now. Is, I think, yeah, he really is. And I think it has a lot to do with the presence of Aaron Rodgers. I think he's in his ear and he's really uh, and he's really listening to him as well because he's spinning the ball differently. He's getting the ball out. Even when he rolls out, I think he still has to work on that. When he rolls out of the pocket, he still has some issues with throwing it away. He still wants to make that big play. I get it. But sometimes you just got to throw it away to live to, to, to play another place. But um yeah, just overall, Zach Wilson uh, did an excellent job of taking advantage of those takeaways that the uh, the Jets uh, caused, and the Eagles, man, they uh, Jalen Hurts didn't didn't look like himself, man. I don't know what it is to be perfect. Yeah, honest. yeah, and and I got two theories on the Eagles that I got to run by you because I want to see what you think. I know if Britt was here, she would disagree, <laughs> but yeah. I want to see what you think. But before I before I hit those, you mentioned Julio bringing him in. 
when I when I think about that, I'm like, okay, it sounds like a, a big name, but what is he really going to bring? Yeah. I mean, the guy he he he's never healthy, like yeah. ever. He's always hurt. Yeah. So if you, if you had to like guess or predict the impact that Julio is going to have on the Eagles, kind of where would you have it at? Because I have it at you know little to none. Yeah. But what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll have to put it there as well, Jay. I just don't know what he brings to the table that you don't already have. I mean, you have a big body guy, you know, and A.J. Brown. Um, You have a guy who can stretch the field and Devontae Smith. And then you have Dallas Goddard. And I forget their other receiver um, as well, the young receiver that they have as well. So I I don't understand this move. I think they needed more help, um, you know, on the defensive end. Uh, You know, we'll talk about that at some point. But, um yeah, I, I don't understand this move, a receiver move, um, you know, especially with Julio Jones. I, I don't know what he, he – even when he was in his prime, like you mentioned, he was always hurt. Yes, so, hurt. yeah, I don't understand I – don't, I don't see what he would bring to the table, again, other other than a veteran presence. But I think that, you know, they have enough of that, And to yeah. be honest with you. So yeah. I really don't know why they brought him in. Yeah. All right, here's my two, two theories on the Eagles. Tell me what you think about this. Number one – I don't think the Eagles are as good as people think they are. Mm. Uh, they lost both their coordinators. I mean, we could say, yeah. oh, well, plug yeah. and play, but I think that matters. I think it takes time for new coordinators to, to learn how to call a game, to get into a feel for what the quarterback likes to run, and then even on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. just anticipating, doing all that. So I think that's part of it. I think going to the Super Bowl and losing is never a great thing. I think that's hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. And I and they haven't really looked, even though they were undefeated, to me, they could have had two or three losses under yeah. their belt. I don't think yeah. they've looked the same this year as they did last year. So that's one of my theories. Even though they're loaded with talent, I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Here's the other one, K-Walk. I think last year Jalen Hurts played above – his head. And I think what we're seeing this year is he is now coming back down to earth. He's coming back down to baseline. He's coming back down to what maybe he really is. So I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as maybe people thought he was last year. I think what we're seeing now might be closer to who he actually is as an NFL quarterback. Agree, disagree. Give me your thoughts on that, K-Walk. Jay, I, I have to agree with that because look what has taken place. We say that what at the four, after game four, you know who what you know this what team yeah. you're, when you see this team, you know what type of team they are, or who they're going to be. I think that the the uh, the Eagles are right now. They're they don't know who they are. They don't have an identity, in, in my opinion, and I and I think that has a lot to do with the, the play or lack thereof of uh, of Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think it was significant when when you see him throw three interceptions. And, I mean, not just three. Like I said, this is right to these guys. Like we mentioned, it was right to these guys. Like there was like the guy he was, you know, the closest guy to him. He had – if that guy didn't pick it, there was another guy after him that was in line. And that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, It was like he was giving away like free cheese or something. I don't know what it was. It was like they're standing in line waiting to, you know, to to, to pick up some picks, to pick up some balls there. But, yeah – um. I have to agree, Jay, because we've seen it. They're five and one, and you you mentioned they could easily be, you know, you know, three and three, or you know, maybe four and two, or you know, I say three and three. I saw some games that they really yeah. should have lost, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, but they found a way. Like we mentioned, they're a good team. 
good teams find a way to win those type games. But um, if we expect them, you know, the high expect expectations for them to get back to the, the Super Bowl, a lot of people have them in their top two, top three, whatever the rankings is at, at the time. And you just don't see that dominance from the Eagles. You can you can easily say, you know, that there are the other either, even they have better. um they have worse records. You can see there's some teams out there that are playing better than the Eagles are. So I, I agree with you, Jay. I agree with you. I think he's playing exactly who how he is, and I don't think we're going to see an, an improvement uh, yeah, going me forward. Me neither. Um, and the, the other thing that concerns me, and this, this is a theory, I could be totally wrong, but we know that they are a collection of, of great talent. They went yes. to the draft and got a bunch of really good players. Mm-hmm. They are a very talented roster. But I guess I'm I'm just wondering out loud is is that talent going to be able to come together to actually be a good football team? Like we've seen people try it before. You get a collection of talent and just hope mm-hmm. it all pans out. It doesn't always work out how you think it's going to work out. So that's going to be one to definitely keep an eye yeah. on K Walk going forward. Sure. Um, let's let's jump over to the Cowboys because last night they got a tough win against the yeah. Chargers on the road. Uh, I was worried about this game, man, because obviously they took a beat down from the 49ers and then going on the road against a, a better than people think Chargers team. Yeah, this could have been two losses in a row for Dallas. They found a way to gut out a tough win. What were your thoughts on how the Cowboys played last night? Yeah, I agree with everything you just mentioned before going into that game. I really thought that the the Cowboys was were, were on the ropes, um, if, if you know per se, yeah. if if you will, because of the fact of the matter is, like you said, they they they, they lost to the the Forty Niners, and in the fashion that they lost to the Forty ers how would they bounce back by going to you know going on the road, you know, it's a Monday night game, and um, against the Chargers team, like you mentioned, I think a lot of people are you know looking past them because of of the coach there brandon uh staley and and how they perform and it seems like the Chargers just have a knack we talked about identity it seems like their identity is to lose close games and <laughs> yeah. can't, they can't yeah. win close games so um but you know justin herbert he he looked off at times um some of the, the, the throws that he was making um were kind of questionable um, he had Austin Eckler back. Um, he really didn't get into a rhythm. I don't know if he's still a little rusty because he was out with that uh, that that injury. Yeah. But yeah, overall, uh, Dak looked Dak looked like um, a quarterback. Dak looked like a quarterback making some uh, some deep throws, making some strong throws, taking off when he was supposed to. Yeah. You know, um, i.e. that um that touchdown uh, that uh, the uh, the touchdown run I think it was twenty one yards. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what people expect to see from Dak. Um, each and every week, not just, you know, spot games here and there or, or what have you. But, um, yeah, overall, I, I thought that Dak played, you know, well enough to get the game, to get the win, obviously. And the defense, they, the defense looked pretty good last night yeah, um, as well. Number 14, I can't think of his name. Um, yeah, he played he really outstanding. well. Yeah, he yeah. is outstanding, really is. Free um, agent, I, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, where is this defense, you know, uh, in the previous week? I mean, we didn't see any inklings of that. And I'm not saying it was the 49ers are just that dominant, but if you got a defense like they, they played last night, they could have played like that against yeah. the 49ers. They very well could have. But – um, going back to the game, yeah, I just think that um, the Chargers just chargered, if you will. <laughs> they did lose, lost the close game, but uh, but Dak, but Dak um, actually stepped up. You talk about playing above your head. Dak played above his head as far as, far as this season's um, has gone uh, this far uh, up to this point, and I and I um, I definitely think that was the difference, and Dak's play was the difference in that game last night. 
Yeah, I agree. Like on a positive side, like just little things like Dak's footwork looked better. Yeah. His arm looked a little more lively, like on some yeah. of those 15, 20 yard throws. The ball looked like it had a little bit more zip on it for some mm-hmm. reason. So I, I agree with you on the assessment of Dak. The thing that worries me, though, the Cowboys were still doing a lot of the same stuff that gets them beat. Yeah. They had a, a boatload of penalties again last night. We've yeah. talked about this over and over again, like holding, you know, all lining up off sides, like the same kind of stuff still happening. I just don't understand how week to week you can continue yeah. to make the same kind of mistakes. So it, it, I, it was great that they gutted out the tough win. And even, even Pollard kind of had some flashes of his yeah. old self last yeah. night and made some big plays. But I think if they just if they don't clean it up and they can't play a more clean game, I just think it's going to be really hard to beat teams, especially late down the stretch, playoffs, things like that. You're not going to win football games when you've got over 10 penalties. So, again, the Cowboys are going to have to clean that up going forward. But nonetheless, yeah, for sure, for sure. One of, my, one of my head scratches, maybe you can make some sense of it, because I didn't understand it then, and I, and I still don't understand. I think Troy Aikman tried to break it down. They were they had, I think it was nine seconds left to go in the first half. They had two seconds left. I mean, they had two timeouts left, meaning yep. the Cowboys. And they were inside the, the 10 or inside the 20, 15. Well, I forget exactly where they were. But they were in scoring position, nonetheless. I thought that, you know, you could have went anywhere with that ball. You had eight, nine seconds, wherever the yeah. case may be. You could take a shot in the end zone, man. You take a shot in the end zone. You could take a shot there, uh, like right at the goal line or something. If you get tackled, you have a timeout. Why not use it? He, uh, um, Mike McCarthy <laughs> allowed it to go down to three seconds to kick the field goal. I didn't understand that there. I don't know if you could explain that, I, but I didn't understand walk, that move. I, I was thinking the same thing because I believe it was nine seconds on the clock. And nine, I'm thinking yeah. mm-hmm. you got the timeout run a play and see what happens and then get, get your timeout right away. I, I yeah. mean, even if you took a sack, you could still get the clock Seriously. stopped in time. So it was really no worry. And at first I thought maybe McCarthy just made a bonehead play because I think there was a penalty that happened. So okay. the clock had stopped momentarily. And I thought, well, maybe he just forgot to call the timeout and yeah. they wound the clock. And then, you know, he's just sitting there looking stupid. But <laughs> if he did that on purpose, K-Walk, Come on, I don't understand it. Man, yeah, take a shot know. at the end zone and see what you get. And and the only thing I could think of is maybe he doesn't have full trust in Dak in that situation. Maybe he's thinking Dak hasn't been great in the red zone. He throws one in the end zone. It gets picked off. Then we come out of here empty. Maybe that's the only thing yeah. that was going through his mind in that moment. But again, poor clock management, in my yeah. opinion, from, from any way that you really look at that thing, K-Walk. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's just the two of us tonight. So we're going to grab a quick break, catch our breath, maybe get a little sip of water. When we come <laughs> back, we're going to do our most impressive and most disappointing loss of, of the week. And then we're also going to answer the question, if, should Bill Belichick be fired? Because the Patriots have been absolutely terrible. So we're going to get into that when we get back. You listen to the sideline speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be back in a minute. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. 
You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back. Sideline Speaks, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight, Britt. We hope you're listening. Um, we'll see you back here next week, of course. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this We're is not. a good time. <laughs> it's a good time for you to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And even if you're listening to us on Apple, uh, Google, or Spotify, go ahead and like us there as well. That's That certainly helps as well. So we appreciate your support. Yeah. Okay, sure. Walk, I'm really loving the uh, most impressive, most disappointing yeah. segment that we're doing every week. Because sometimes we can bring a team in that's, you know, maybe doesn't get talked about all the time or that's a little bit under the radar. So let, let's get into that right now. Uh, so we got six weeks under our belt, right? That was week six that just passed. That was week six, yes, sir. Week six, mm-hmm. right? So what was your most impressive win of week six? I'm going. I think we talked about this, but I'm, I'm gonna stay on it. I'm gonna stay on these two games that we we talked about. I mean, take talk. One of the games we talked about is that's the uh, the Jets over the Eagles, man. I, I thought that just the way everything that we mentioned earlier. But if if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, you know, the way that the Jets played on defense, that game plan that they had for Jalen Hurts, um, you know, it was just outstanding. They executed it. Um, had turned him over three times. I think they had a fumble, didn't did they not? I'm not sure if they had a, a fumble recovery, but they any none of yeah, they did have four turnovers. Yeah, yeah four yeah. turnovers, three of a recovery. So I remember um because both Williams brothers, one had a, uh, an interception and the other one had a fumble recovery. Um, but yeah, so it was just um just great on that defensive side to um to keep Jalen Hurts um, you know, neutralized, if you will. It probably did a little better job than this neutralizing for, but for a lack of a better word, that's what they, you know, they they did. Um, and then Zach Wilson came in there and just, you know, didn't mess it up, didn't mess it up. And that's what you ask for a quarterback like Zach Wilson. Is like, you know, he's not an elite guy, he's, he's more of a manager. So we're not asking you to go out there to win it, we're just asking you not to lose it. And that's what he ultimately did. Um, and Brees Hall, outstanding running job that, that Brees Hall did yeah. um, as well. So that was, you know, we talk about a complete game in all three phases of the game, Jay. I think the Jets was very impressive in, in doing that on, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. Nothing to write home about, but one thing you can write home about um, is that W, and that's what they ultimately got. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the games on my list. I also had the Cowboys, but I think I'm going to go with, and, and again, it's it's not like super impressive, but it is at mm-hmm. the same time. The Houston Texans, man, they yeah. got another win this week. Yeah. They, they beat the Saints, and I'm just so impressed with this young team. A rookie quarterback, a, a new first-time head coach in D'Amico Ryans, and mm-hmm. man, they come out and they're going to give you a football game every single Sunday. Uh, yeah. They remind, like I used to say about Detroit, as you know, like anytime Detroit plays, you're going to get their best shot. Yeah, but to me sure. now, Detroit has kind of graduated to, you know what, forget that. We're a good football team. Yeah, exactly. You know? But mm-hmm. now the Texans remind me of that. Like you come out and play the Texans, you know you're going to be in for a, a, a tough, hard-nosed football game. D'Amico Ryans is, is doing an outstanding job, man. Like you're not seeing any blunders or any coaching right. situations or anything like that. And what can you say about C.J. Stroud? I mean, to be a yeah. rookie and just to have the poise and, and just 
the calm and, and the ability to make all the throws. I mean, they got they got their self a, a franchise QB in CJ Stroud. So I've just been really impressed with the Texans, especially because the expectations were so low coming into the yeah. year. Uh, to be able to put some yeah. wins together, I, I just think it, it's absolutely impressive. So I'm, I'm going with the Texans over the Saints. Uh, what about the other side of the coin, Kay Walker? Disappointing loss. Who was your most disappointing loss of week six? Yeah, I could have doubled up on this game too, Jay, but I decided not to. It wouldn't have been as fun. As, I mean, because it's not, it's not as fun as because Brittany's yeah. not here, but yeah. I would have did what so. Uh, but I did go with my 49ers, man. I did go with my 49ers uh, as the most uh, um, uh, disappointing loss. I, I, I think, you know, you go in there and you come off of, um, like you mentioned earlier, come off of a big time win, um, you know, against the Cowboys, you blow them out. You know, granted, you know, they could have used every excuse in the book, but there isn't uh, one to use. There's no such thing as excuses in, in, in sports or in life. And for that matter, if you're asking me, but uh, yeah, the, I thought they, you know, the way that they played on offense, I know they went down, Debo went down and, and Christian McCaffrey went down, but when you have so many weapons that they do, somebody has to step up there. You know, um, I know Madison, yeah. um, Madison had a, you know, he had a touchdown he stepped up and then, um, Debo went down and you know, stepped up and guys stepped up in that, in that sense. But when the special teams doesn't show up, you know, you know, as far as, um, as far as uh, Mooney uh, missing that uh, uh, Moody, excuse me, missing that field goal, and also w w one of the things that I, that that made me mad, Jay, and I called it. It was fourth down, and uh, I forget what it was. I think it's fourth and nine or fourth and six. I forget what it was. And right before the boss, I was like, I said, "All right, guys, let's get off the field and get this ball back and go downfield." And I said, "No stupid penalties." Yeah. Sooner than that, Deshaun uh, Gibson gets that, uh, you know, gets that uh, that. Uh, Defenseless hitter, um, um yeah. very rough this past yeah. uh, defense or um penalty. And then I say, you know what? And they reviewed it, or they didn't review it, but they just showed the replay. It wasn't a hit. I mean, it wasn't, but it's you know, you don't put yourself in that situation, is basically my point. Is don't give them a reason to throw that flag, you know. Don't hold it, you know, and, and don't say, you know, well, it's crucial time, they're not gonna call it in. you know, just don't put them in that situation. Game is too close, so that kind of disappointed me there is some of the penalties that the 49ers had. So it was that was probably the most disappointing thing just to see their performance and still they had a chance to win that game but yeah. they didn't deserve to win that game in my opinion yeah. to be honest with you yeah and you and i are on the same page about like the the refs and the flags we mm -hmm. we don't want to play that game but i gotta tell you like when i saw that i was like what is he supposed to do like yeah. i mean the guy's trying to catch the ball yeah. it, it it wasn't malicious to me it didn't mm -hmm. he didn't go at his head I just felt like, man, he's in a tough spot. What's yeah. he supposed to do? I get it. Like they call those penalties now in the NFL, but and they're at home, Jay. So you know those fans are going to go crazy. It's yeah. fourth down, and yeah. they're they're trying to keep that clock moving. They're trying to keep that you know that ball to themselves, so they can't give it back to the 49ers. Yeah. So, and that's why I said, don't put yourself in a sense of no stupid penalties because yeah. whether it whether you agree with it after the fact, it's still they're still going yeah, to. It doesn't really matter. Yep, yeah, you're right. All right, man, that brings me to mine. And and I got to go. I got to go the New England Patriots. And I know they've been losing wow. a lot, <laughs> but to lose to the Raiders, <laughs> your your former offensive coordinator in the yeah. fashion that, that you lose in. I mean, the Patriots look absolutely terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe how bad they actually look. And when you got a guy in Bill Belichick, who who is shopping for the groceries and also cooking up the <laughs> cooking meal? The meal right? It's hard not to have a lot of fingers of blame pointing right. squarely at him. 
which brings me to my next topic. Let's Bel- Belichick is 71 years old. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. if he's like, Hey, I'm, I'll be back next year. Is it time for Robert Kraft to pull him to the office and say, Hey man, no, you won't. Like it's, yeah, it's right. time for right. you to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> Is it time to have that conversation with Belichick? Should he be fired? K walk. If he wants to come back next year. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be fired. Jay. I, I I'm not going to say that doesn't mean necessarily he won't be back. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, he'll be back. I'm just simply saying that, I think that what they'll do is Robert Kraft will ha- have him save face, if you will, have him, you know, ride out, you know, you know, on, on the sunset, you know, with his head held high, you know, he don't, you know, he's going to have a losing season, but yeah. to get fired on top of that, I don't think you want to be a hall of fame coach and your last game is going to be you getting fired as opposed to him retiring. So I think yeah. it's going to be one of those things where it comes out, where it's going to be, they're going to have a meeting with Robert Kraft and, and Belichick and they're going to say, listen, I think it's, you know, the game's passed you by or whatever the case may be. You're stepping up. Maybe they give him one more year. But if not, I think that what they're ultimately going to do is just say, listen, you know, we'll, we'll allow you to save face. And you say, listen, you're stepping away from the game. You know, you feel, you know, you lost the love, whatever you want to say, however you want to word it. But you're saying you're retiring from the NFL because we don't want to to fire you because your resume is too good. And what you have done in your past is you know, is says a lot and we don't want you to your last game to be, you know, you know, you being fired um, because of the fact that the matter is you're Bill Belichick. So I, yeah. I don't think he'll be back, but I don't think he'll be fired either. <laughs> yeah, they can certainly find a, a way to kind of ease him yeah. on out the door. But I think if he it, on, in the, on the chance that he comes back, they got to take away some of the responsibility. Like he can't be yeah. have full say over who's drafted and personnel. Like maybe they need to find somebody else to do that and just say, look, man, if you want to come back, you're just coaching the team. You're not picking the players. Right. You're not doing the draft. You're not cutting. Like, like we're right. going to handle personnel you're just going to coach because it's not working. And I'll tell you what, like the other thing that kind of bothers me about Belichick, like when he was winning and being snarky with the media, it was kind of like, you know, this guy's winning. He has a formula. He doesn't want to give anything up to the media. So he gives all these short you know, rude answers. But when you're losing, you just yeah. look like a jerk when you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just look like a complete he, jerk. He so that there. that's the other thing that's just really bothering me about him. He's still being snarky with the media and dude, your team is, is absolutely terrible, man. So it's sure. going to be real interesting to kind of see how that one plays out. Yeah, um, sure. So a bit of some, you know, dis- sad, disappointing news, whatever you want to call it, man. Anthony Richardson, the young rookie quarterback yeah. for the Colts, he is playing really well, you know, got banged up early with, with the concussion, then comes back, and now he's got the shoulder, and it looks like, you know, he, he's probably not going to be back for the entire year, K-Walk. Just give me your thoughts on that. And if you have any concerns of, of, of even, you know, just missing – your rookie year, only getting to play a few games. How's this going to affect, you know, his progress, his maturity as a quarterback, those kinds of things. Yeah, Jay, just, yeah, like you mentioned, it's, it's sad. Um, You know, I'm a big Anthony Richardson fan. You know that, Um, you know, um, as a Florida Gator fan, you know, and what he did for the Florida Gators in in a short time there and, you know, him being drafted as high as he was, he was drafted. And like you mentioned, he played very well in the beginning of the season. And, you know, I was all on board with this guy and I'm, and I'm rooting for him. He's come out and said he's the best player and best quarterback in the draft. He started off as that, you know, you know, 
making some big time throws making some right making the correct decisions in certain situations um and then to have him go down with that concussion you know um that 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 was tough uh but you know generally you know especially with the tour thing you know just hopefully it wasn't something that was going to be you know uh, recurring uh if you will so uh but then he comes back with his shoulder injury and I think that, you know, it's, it's disheartening for him right now. He's going to be down at first as any, you know, competitor would be. But I think what he's going to do is he's going to say, hey, listen, it happens to the best of them. You know, uh, you can look at Tom Brady went down with an injury, you know, a knee injury at one point, missed the season. You know, Aaron Rodgers just went down with his uh, with his Achilles injury. But these guys fight back, you know, fought back and came back. And, well, we don't know about Aaron Rodgers yet, but um, nonetheless, I think he'll be right. I think he'll be. Um, he'll be motivated. He's going to get in there. And once he's able to, to rehab, I don't know if it requires surgery or anything. I mean, I don't think I, 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 don't th- I didn't hear exactly what the diagnosis was on the shoulder, but if it's season ending, um, it sounds like it's more of a, it, it's more of a ligament um, than, than a bone because we know bones are yeah. better. To, it's better to break a bone than tear a ligament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I think he'll be back. Uh, I think he'll be ready to go. He'll be, you know, when he when he's ready to go, he'll be the first one out there and he'll be the last one to leave um, because that's the kind of guy he is. That's the competitor that he that he is. Um, you've seen that, you know, day one and in, in, uh, in, in, uh, the Colts camp. So I think he'll bounce back and I think his mind he will get his mind right. He, it might not be right there where he wants it to be right now because it's a little early and he's still in that that shock moment, if you will. Um, but I think he'll be he'll bounce back and and he'll be extra motivated and he's got he feels like he has a lot of pro, a lot to prove and he's gonna knock that chip off his shoulder no pun intended I'm sure. yeah 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 man you just hate it for him because he was playing so well yeah. you know just look like man he was gonna have a great rookie yeah. season and then obviously man that injury nobody is immune to that injury bug in the At NFL all. or in football period. Like, right. It's not, right. if you're going to get hurt, it's just when are you right. going to get hurt? Yeah. So man, hopefully speedy <laughs> recovery for him comes yeah, back brother. ready to go next year. Definitely. Yeah. That is a kid that is really, really easy to root for, man. Yeah, so sure. want to see him back and healthy and doing well. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to grab another quick break yeah. here. When we come back, we're going to, switch over and dive into some college football because the college football season is ramping up. We had some great games over this past weekend. We got some really good ones this weekend as well. So K walk and I are going to break all that down for you. When we get back, you're listening to the sideline speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be back in a minute. You're inside. Never had it. So good sports radio with princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David, the duck, Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. Um, K-Walk, man, college football is really ramping up. We had some great games this past weekend, man. Let's start with USC and Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame... 
finds a way to get a great win against USC. Caleb Williams does not play well. Three interceptions. That Notre Dame defense really got after him. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? And is USC now out of it in terms of the college football playoff? Yeah, the thoughts on the game. Yeah, you, you know how I you know I felt you know doing that, that game. We, we were speaking in our thread, and you know I lost some. You know we're not going to talk about that, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, um, yeah, I you know yeah, Caleb wasn't himself, man, and and I didn't really want to give Notre Dame's defense the you know the credit. I just thought that Caleb Williams was off uh, off his game that day. Um, he was just not he was just not throwing the ball, not not seeing the uh, the defense very well. I thought he would calm down and. And uh, ultimately get it done. I just I thought that, or I think that uh, USC offense is one of the best in the country, led by you know uh, Caleb uh, Caleb Williams and uh, and of course uh, Spencer Riley um, uh, as well. But yeah, I, you know, impressive game by uh, the, the, uh, by Notre Dame, and you know, I didn't really want to give them credit because I thought they played some games. I didn't, I thought they were overrated. But yeah, they did step up their game. They they really came to play, Jay. And um, you know, you could say they you know, they played at home or what have you. It, it's college football. We we get that. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley. I think I called him Spencer Riley. Lincoln Riley. Um, um, uh, you know he. It seemed like they just felt like they, you know, they were even though they were down, they still felt like they could still win that game and with and, that and, offense, and, yeah, with that offense exactly. Um, you know, because we know they're they're de- they don't have a defense, you know, they have an defense, um, you know, no D. So, um, with that being said, yeah, still hats off to Notre Dame, excellent game plan uh, by Marcus, um, uh, for sure. They just, you know, I and to answer your second question, Jay, I think they're out of it. I, you know, you yeah. mentioned earlier, you know, on Saturday that you don't think you don't feel like, you know, two pack 10 teams will or pack 12 teams will get in. And I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you there. And them not being and, and then with a one loss definitely puts them out of it uh, for sure. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, hats off to Notre Dame for executing the way that they did. And I think that win or that loss uh, by USC knocks them out of the uh, the playoff hunt for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Plus, like their schedule is not getting any easier. Nope. I, they still have Washington. They still yeah. have Oregon. Oregon. I mean, they could easily lose another game or two going forward. So I do think USC is in a bit of trouble when, when you think about that. It's funny, though, okay, Walker, as you were saying, this thing isn't over. They, they might come back. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like if they didn't give up that kickoff return right after yeah. they yeah. came down and scored yeah. – if they didn't give up that kickoff return, it might have been interesting. Like if yeah. they could have got a defensive stop and got the ball back, we might be talking about a, a different outcome. But I really yeah. think that kickoff return broke their backs right after For they sure. score. You turn around, you give it right back up. I think that kind of ended the game right there. But yeah, let me let me ask you this, and I think I know what you're going to say, K Walk. But somebody texted me on Saturday morning, and they said, JC. I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be a good NFL quarterback. They said, uh, I think he plays with the best talent. All the great plays he makes are all sort of off schedule, scrambling around, running around, and then throwing to somebody wide open. They said, that's not, that's not realistic in NFL football. And they rarely see him just in the pocket, boom, you know, just kind of carving people up from the pocket. What are your thoughts on that, K-Walk? 
I can hear, I can see that argument. I can definitely hear, you know, that side of it, but I disagree. I, I think he'll, he'll definitely make a, uh, a, a, a good quarterback. I don't know if he'll be elite status quarterback, but I think he'll be a really good quarterback in the NFL. You put him in the right system and you look at some of these teams right now that, you know, are in position to, uh, into position to, to get him. I think, you know, what is it? Carolina, you yeah. know, they're not going to go after him because they right. already have Bryce Young. Then maybe the Brown, I mean, uh, the Bears, Bears, hopefully. Yeah, the Bears could be in there, you know, um, a couple other teams. But I think that if you bring in Caleb uh, Caleb Williams and, you know, to your organization, you're going to have to have an offensive-minded coach, a coach who's out there is looking to, you know, spread the ball around and, and, and things of that nature. So I think that whoever drafts Caleb Williams has to keep him in that Lincoln Rowley type situation, that type yeah. of offense, because that's what he does best. Yeah. You know, we talked about it last week about, you know, certain quarterbacks in the NFL now and who looks the best, like per- Proc Purdy. He looks the best quarterback in the NFL because he's probably in the best system. And I think you put Caleb, Caleb Williams in that same situation, you can see him being a uh, – a quality NFL quarterback and you could talk about you know a, you know a tier two quarterback I don't know if he's if he's going to be a tier one quarterback and if he is it's not going to be anytime soon but right right if you put him in that right situation he could definitely be a, a, a tier two quarterback and I could see him you know doing the same type deals uh same type uh plays making those plays but sometimes you just got to let the quarterback be who they are and yeah them to shine man Wow. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, K. Well, and and the funny thing too, like about the NFL, like more and more year after year, like it's starting. Some of the offenses are starting to look more and more like college football yeah. versus maybe like ten years ago. Like you could watch a college game, watch an NFL game, and the offenses are just completely different. Yeah. Now you're starting to see some of those college schemes make their way into the NFL game. Yeah. So I think for quarterbacks like Caleb Williams and others that that's only going to be a positive thing for guys like that. Yeah. All right. Washington and Oregon. Okay. Well, great game, great college atmosphere. Yes. Fans were crazy. Oregon had some chances to win. Dan Lanning said the game is squarely on his shoulders, which I thought he made some bonehead decisions. Yeah. But yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that game? Okay. Walk and some of the decisions that Dan Lanning made. Yeah, th- these are the type of games that I want to watch week in and week out. I know we're not <laughs> yep. going to get them, in, but you know, it's a good thing maybe we don't because, you know, when you see them, you appreciate them a little bit more. But, yeah, these are two, you know, how pirate offenses, you know, with Chip Kelly and uh, and those guys, man. And, and you look what I Chip Kelly. I'm sorry, Chip Kelly's uh, what you go. But I'm um, so used to him back in the day. Uh, but like I said, Dan Lanning and uh, those guys. But I just think that when you see these two quarterbacks, Bo Nix, who's in his, what, 12th year in the – Yeah, uh, seems in, like in, it. Year, yeah, yep. right? But um, he played well, man. And these these are two yeah. Pac-12 teams, man, that, that go head-to-head. And they were – this is one of those games there, you know, whoever wins this game is probably going to get into the playoffs, you know, providing that, you know, they run the table the rest of the, the rest of the season. And Michael Penix, man, I mean, what can you say, man? This dude is just unbelievable. Um, that Washington team is just so fast. His arm strength and, and his, his – um, his release and his accuracy is just is just on point, man. And I and I and I can't see him not winning the uh, um, not winning the Heisman, but you know that's going down the road. But yeah, these are two teams, Jay, that you want to watch each and every week because you know they're going to be high powered offenses. Uh, they're going to you know they're they're going to entertain you for sure. This game, man, that you you I think you said you had Oregon in that game. Yeah, I picked Washington because I think Washington, to be honest with you, I think they may be the best team. 
um, in the in the in the uh, in the country. In, yeah. in my opinion, just because yeah. of Michael Penix alone and and how fast they play. Yeah. Um, I know that defense is you know, but with the defense, sometimes they they step up when they need to. It's not one of those USC type defenses. I mean, right. they're not you know they're, they're not like you know um, they're going to you know keep you down to keep you to under twenty points a game. But they play when they need to play. They step up when they need to step up. But when you have Penix. At the helm, I think they're the best, uh, the best team in the country for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Now, I I did not love. I thought Dan Lanning should have took the three right before halftime. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're getting the ball back. You know, you get three, and then you come out and score after halftime. That's a ten point swing. Yeah. I understand he wants to be aggressive, but I thought that was a mistake. And then at the end of the game, I mean, I get it. Like if you get that first down, you end the game. So I, yeah. I understand the thought process. But I also felt like, man, you punt that thing and make them go 90 yards to beat you as well. What were your thoughts on some of those decisions? Yeah, I agree, Jay. But when you like we mentioned, this this team, this these offenses, they have so much confidence in do, you know man. in their play calling and their and their and their and their quarterbacks and their system. I mean, they, you know, it's hard to go that I feel like, you know, if we can't get you know, five yards. If we can't get six yards, we don't even yeah. deserve to be here. You're and right. That's, yeah, that's the type of that's the type of coaches that we're we're dealing with. And you know, especially when you have again, you have those two type of quarterbacks. And I think that's the way he's thinking. Like, if we if we can't get this, then we don't deserve to win the game. Yeah, no, man. And I I understand. I get that perspective too. You're like, we're Oregon. We've got one of the best offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. A grizzled vet at QB. Yeah. If I can't go make fourth and three, I don't deserve to win this right. game. I, I certainly understand it from that perspective. I do. And and look, at the end of the day, like if that's the the, the character of your team, like if that's how you're going to build your yeah. team, we're going to be aggressive. This is just the makeup of our ball club. I can live with that. I guess it's the guys for me that get out of character with some of that yeah. kind of stuff that might bother yeah, me. Sure. But but the, the landing seems like he's like, look, we're going to be aggressive. That's how we're going to play. Yeah. I, I'll live with the results. So <laughs> I think that's something I can respect. Okay. okay. Well, we've talked a lot about Coach Prime on this show when things were going well. Wow. So he ain't going to get off the docket when yeah, things no. turn yeah. south. Man, they were up 29 to nothing Friday night against Stanford, just cruising. Yeah. And then just um, an incredible collapse, man. And they uh-huh. get walked down. Their defense couldn't stop anybody. I probably could have got out there and rushed for 150 <laughs> yards on K walk. Um, and they end up losing in overtime. What were your thoughts on that collapse, man? Yeah, Jay, like a lot of people, it was 29 nothing. I was looking at this game and, and um, you know, I um, wanted to turn it off because I thought it was over, but something just told me, let, let's just watch it for a little bit. Stanford yeah. came back a, just a little bit. I said, okay. Then, you know, Colorado kind of uh, kind of res- responded, and then uh, Stanford, um, I think Stanford scored again. So I fell asleep a little bit. I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen. I did fall asleep. I did doze off a little bit, and I came back, and I'm, like, looking at the score. So I think it was at the point it was, like, 29 i forget what it was i said okay we might have a game here yeah so i stayed up a little while longer jan i said and then when it got closer and closer and i'm looking at this guy i said you know what i'm up on the rest of the night it's friday night i don't have to be here tomorrow <laughs> so let's just let's just do it we all in now but yep. yeah you know i don't know what it was jay i just didn't know what the turning point was it's just like colorado just they just turned it off. They just, I don't know what it was that they turned it off the light you know blew out i don't know what it was uh, jay but it's stanford just no, no quitting them. There was no quitting them, yeah. and it just seemed like there was. And Colorado, and it is hard for me to say this, 
they stopped fighting. They stopped competing. Yeah. And to say that with a Coach Prime-led uh, team, that's, you know, that's blasphemy in certain in certain areas, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they stopped competing. And, and you know, they took it down to the, uh, you know, obviously the, the first overtime and the second overtime. And they ultimately win that game. I was like, wow, what is this going to be like? What is Coach Prime going to say? And they were actually bickering on the sideline. when mm -hmm. I, And I saw that. I said, this is what I wanted to see. How yep. they were reacting. You I didn't want to see up weeks ago. Yes. Yep. I said, you know, what's going to happen when they get in a certain situation? What is their character going to be like? Because like we mentioned, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's nice out there. You know, you're doing all this. Yeah. Um, you know, you you looking good. You got the bling on and, and all that good stuff. But what is it going to look like? Because, you know, you I thought it would happen, you know, when they played, you know, um, you know when they played the big boys uh, for sure. But. It didn't happen. Uh, maybe they went in there ex expecting not to lose or not to win, but they wanted to be competitive. But I think they expected to win this game. For sure. Not only that, they were up 29 nothing, And then yep. when everything went right, home. went to a rhyme. Yeah. At home. At home. Yep. And, you know, everyone's watching because it's a Friday night game at 10 o'clock. So, you know, even the East Coast people were watching this game. And they just – they weren't themselves, Jay. And, and, and Coach Prime came out and said, listen, uh, you know, that's you know that's that's the nature of the beast basically i'm paraphrasing that's not what exactly what he said but it, it happens and they thought they they had their game one at 29 up yeah yeah i i think k walk i number one i think that loss could have ruined their season <laughs> i really do because yeah. they had a chance to be five and two yeah and now they're four and three and there's not like if you look at the schedule, maybe Arizona, maybe they'll be favored in that game. But Arizona's no gimme. Like mm -hmm. Arizona will play you tough. Like I think they have Oregon State. They're not going to beat Oregon State. I think they got Washington State. They're not going to beat them. Right. Like they got. They might even have Washington left on the schedule. So that five and two would have been nice because if they can beat Arizona, now you get six, you get to six, go to a bowl, bowl game, right? They might not, they might only win one more game. <laughs> and, and I'll be up like, man, in the second half, they look like a bad football team. Like they mm -hmm. couldn't stop anybody. And the thing that kind of concerned me was they don't like, where are the adjustments on defense? Like right. I understand like, okay, you give up a play, but where's the adjustment? Like how many times are you going to let number 13 catch a slant? <laughs> before right. you make some kind of adjustment. Right. And the defensive coordinator, he doesn't do that. Like the week before that, it was jet sweeps. The week before that, it was guys coming on the shallow cross. Yeah. Like, And teams just run it over and over and yes. over, and they make zero adjustments to stop it. So to me, that's concerning. The one thing that I think is going to help Colorado going forward, not this year, but maybe next year, they are going to the Big 12 next year. Mm -hmm. So the pack yeah. is going away. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving Leave the Big 12. Yeah. So I think they have a chance in the Big 12 to maybe be pretty good because, I mean, who who's going to be over there? You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that might be their saving grace next year, but they're not, a, they're not a very good football team. And you called it right out of the gate. A lot of hype around them. Yeah. You know, they found a way to win a few games. I think now they're they are back to earth. And I think the next four or five weeks for Colorado are not going to be very good weeks, man. It could yeah. get rough for Coach Prime and the boys. Um, all right, K Walk, we'll end on this one. My Nittany Lions are going to Buckeye Country Saturday at noon, big noon kickoff. Yeah. Uh you know, top seven matchup, depending on what poll you're looking at. Right. 
I think Penn State has a really good team. Obviously, I've watched every snap this year. I think our yeah. defense is really, really good. Um, I think on offense, we've been good at times, but need to be more consistent. <laughs> but it's it's hard to judge because we haven't played a team like Ohio State yet with, with right. the type of talent that they have. Although, I feel like this year, we, we match up talent yeah. for talent with them maybe better than we have in the last five years. So all that being said, we got to go on the road and win a football game. And if, if we can't win it, then Hey, we, we don't deserve to, to, to be in the big dance, but how do you see this thing playing out on Saturday? Yeah. First Jay, it, I wanted to bring up, you know, what we had talked about, what I had texted you about, um, you know, about a week ago is that, you know, I think it was Saturday. I think I texted you on Saturday about Penn state coming off of a bye. Yes. Play UMass. Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand that, especially when you got Ohio State the following week. I thought yeah. it would make more sense to play UMass. Maybe, they, you know, and then go to a bowl game. Maybe he won. I don't know, you know, who makes that decision. I don't know if the, if the university makes that decision, NCAA makes that decision. But I thought that it would have been smarter to have the bye week going into yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. That way, you know, you have more, more game. Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, uh, that happened. But maybe they wanted to keep him fresh. You know, you know, game mode and and they're ready to go. It was it was UMass? So yeah, I, I can I can hear I can understand both sides. See it both it. ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But with that being said, man, I I do like the I do like the Penn State. I do like Penn State in this year. I know they're going to be they're going to be in the shoe. Um, Ohio State has not been playing up to up to par, uh, if you will. They did look pretty good last week. Yeah. Um, but you know, because looks like in the beginning of the season they were kind of playing, you know, up to their competition or down to their competition, however you want to look at it. But Penn State, they handled business. You know, they didn't stumble their toe last week. Um, that was was it sixty three nothing. Yeah, I think it was. And that's how you're supposed to beat those teams. And you get your your four or fifth string guys in there and have them clean it up. But I like um, I like Penn State in it. I think their defense is going to it's going to be a very low scoring game. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Columbus. Um, generally, I don't know if it's going to be any flurries. It's going to be any rain. Yeah, but not. it never it never seems like it's always it never seems like it's going to be a you know a nice you know, sunshiny day in Columbus when, yeah. when you guys meet wherever they meet at. But I like Penn State in this game. I, I like their I like their quarterback. I like how James Franklin and uh, and and uh, I keep forgetting the defensive coordinator. Manny, Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz. Um, I, I like the way they have these guys playing. They're, they're, they're focused. They're, they're hungry. They don't make a lot of mistakes, man. And and that that's just uh, you know um, that's just a product of their coaching. Ohio State, I think we're going to, we're going to see, you know, a, a very competitive game. Ohio State and their quarterback, um, he hasn't been press, impressive. To me yeah, he's been up and this. down. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's been so inconsistent, man, uh, for sure. But anytime you got Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., who's probably the best receiver in the country right now, you got a chance. And I think we're going to see a very competitive game, and I think whoever wins this game is going to be um, in that playoff hunt for sure. They're going to be in the top four. For sure, but I, I'm, I'm going to take your Nittany Lions, man. I'm going to take your Nittany Lions in a close one. I'm going to go, so I'm going to go 20, 20 to seventeen here in Nittany Lions for sure. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. And I'm usually very realistic about these kind of games, but mm-hmm. I feel like we have a, a team this year that could actually beat them. Like there's yeah. been some years where I'm like, is you know we got a good team, but they're better. Like yeah. I feel like this team could beat them. You're right though, man. Harrison is the X factor. 
He's like 6'3", maybe 6'4". And our, our corners, although they're very good, they're not tall in stature. So right. there, there's going to be a matchup problem there against Harrison, without a doubt. And Manny Diaz, for as good as the defense has played, and he he dolls up some fantastic blitzes. Yeah. He likes to play a lot of man-to-man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's going to be great against Harrison. So we'll see. We'll see, man. But I, I like you, I, I feel like this is the year that we get it done. Yeah. So I I think we're going to go in there and, and get out of there with a win, but close, low scoring game that, that all sounds about right. So hopefully we can get it done, man. If we can get that done, we're, we're on our, we're on our way in the, in the right direction for sure. Um, all right, K walk, let's grab another break. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to turn this thing over to K walk. He's got his one ticket segment and also the in and out of bounds segment. We're going to do that as soon as we come back. You're listening to The Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. Uh, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's no Brittany Jones this evening. She had to take care of some some work stuff. Um, so she J-E-T-S, <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I think that's just our that's just our thought on that on uh, that, ladies and gentlemen. But, hey, listen, you, yeah, I I had to answer the bell, Britt. So you got to answer that bell too, man. You might have to answer two uh, after you know Monday. I mean Sunday night, man. That's gonna be a t- another tough one for you guys. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. I know we usually do it later in the show, but since no Brits here, um, it's the time when I we do one ticket segment and the inbounds are out of bounds. Uh, and if you're new to the uh, the segment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what I do is I give uh, four events. I give one ticket uh, to these guys, or in this case, Jason, and um, they pick you know, one, one ticket out of these four events. I think I know. I was hoping Britt would be here for this. I didn't. When we got the news, I didn't have time to change it or revise it, but it works nonetheless. All right. So we have four tickets here. Right, four events. Excuse me. We got. We just talked about this game. <laughs> we talked about uh, you can go to the Penn State at the Ohio State game. You, uh, you got the LSU at Alabama game, which is played at no- on November 4th. You got USC at Oregon on November 11th. <clears throat> or you got the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes at the Michigan Wolverines on November 25th. Kind of think what you're going to lean towards here, though. But nonetheless, you got one second. What are you using it for? Yeah, man, these are all good ones in their, in their own right. Uh, yeah. But I think... I think right now, because you got the two undefeated teams, yeah. Penn State and Ohio State, to me, the stakes feel the highest right now. Now, now if Ohio State wins, then obviously that Ohio State-Michigan game becomes right, exactly. even bigger. But right now, since Alabama has lost, USC has lost, 
I'm going to go Penn State, Ohio State, two undefeated teams. The winner of this game really kind of starts etching out a path that you can see them getting to the college football playoff, even if they end up, you know, maybe a one-loss Big Ten team might have a shot to get in. So the path gets a little bit clearer, whoever wins this game on Saturday. It's going to be a huge game, K-Walk. So I'm going to go PSU, Ohio State for this one. All right, Jen. Let me, I'm gonna take the LSU Alabama game out of here, and I'm a I'm a I'm a fill it with uh, Penn State at uh, Penn State Michigan. Does that change your pick? That does change my pick only because <laughs> the Penn we're gonna be home against Michigan. Home, yeah, Michigan's Michigan coming to us, and that that if and especially if we beat Ohio State, and we gotta play Michigan a few weeks <laughs> later, undefeated at home for the Big Ten championship. Man, that it's going to be an absolutely crazy environment, crazy experience. So that would change my mind, K. Walt. I would cash my ticket for Penn State, Michigan. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, I'm curious to know what Britt's going to pick. Uh, she can text us or if she wants to watch this. But uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next segment here is our inbounds, out of bounds. Uh, what I do is um, I give scenarios. And um, if Jay uh, agrees with me, he'll say it's inbounds. Uh, if he disagrees with me, he say that's out of bounds. Uh, so I got five here. All right. Uh, the fifth one, man, I, I think I know. I, I hope I know where you're going to go with it. But okay. nonetheless, it's, it's a fun one. It's a fun okay. one. All right. So we got the 49ers will make a trade for a wide receiver before the trade deadline, October 31st. Is that inbounds or out of bounds? Hmm. You would definitely be able to answer this better than I can. When I look at this football team, I feel like they got some pretty good wide receivers. I don't want them getting any better. So I'm going to say that's out of bounds, K-Walk. They don't need anybody else. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I'll say it's inbounds because of the fact of the matter. I think when you have a Debo goes go down, Debo is more, uh, to me, is more of a football player than a wide receiver. Yeah. So if you can grab a quality wide receiver that's out, that's available, maybe I said Devontae Adams. I don't see it happen, but that's just on my <laughs> wish list, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you got a Kendrick Bourne, bring him back home from uh, – from the Patriots, uh, you know, he's solid. You know, he's he's learned how to be a number one. Um, if he can, you know, he's back. He come back home. We drafted him last or when he first came out. So I say you make that's a name that, you, you know, you know, look out for. But I think I definitely think they're going to make a move there to get some more depth there uh, for sure. All right. Um, next one, Jay, the Eagles will make a trade for a D back. Inbounds or out of bounds? I'm going to say that's inbounds. I think they need Brit. Brit has said it several times. Their secondary has not been good. Haven't been really been making any plays. I certainly think they could use some help in the secondary. I think that's inbounds. I think they'll definitely do something. All right. Next one. Your Dallas Cowboys will make a trade for a running back. Is that inbounds or out of bounds? I, I think that should be in bounds. I, I don't know if they'll do, they'll do it, but it should be in bounds. I, I love Pollard more as 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 um as the as part of a one two punch. Gotcha. Like I don't want him to be the lead dog, but if he could be a third down guy, a reliever, I think he excels more in that role than being I'm gonna be the bell cow. So I, I definitely think the Cowboys would do themselves some good to, to get a running back. I'm gonna say that's in bounds. All right, I agree. I agree with you there, Jay. I think they should make the move. I don't know who's out there, but some of these quarterbacks are falling to the wayside. But I think there's some running backs who are have been stepping up yeah. um, that can provide some of that relief, if you will. 
All right, now next one here. Uh, the Detroit Lions are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Is that inbounds or out of bounds? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go out of bounds only okay. because I'm not willing to go as far as Super Bowl contender. Okay. I, I think they're a legitimate team. I think they're a legitimate playoff contender. Mm -hmm. For me right now, Super Bowl might be a bridge too far. So I'm okay. going to go out of bounds only because you said Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I think they're, I, I agree with you. I think they're a playoff team. I think they'll win that division and I, obviously that'll make them a playoff team. Um, you know, but there's one of those teams that, you know, they'll bite your kneecaps off uh, yeah. any given Sunday. You know, you slip up at the wrong time. They could be there, but I'll, I'll go with you. Right. Like when you think about it, like if they win the division and are in the playoffs like that, mm -hmm. that, almost by default makes them a contender you right. know it doesn't mean they're yeah. gonna win it but i guess it does make them a contender so yeah i i, I could see it both ways yeah but I, I still think i still think they're like i, I mentioned i think they're you know you know a season maybe two away from yeah. being in that that conversation for yeah. sure but yeah. they're they're no easy out by any stretch of the imagination yeah sure. all right jay last one here is um Kind of like think I know where you're going with this, but uh, my answers may be a little different, but maybe you change your mind. We never know. All right. You look forward to the Super Bowl more than you look forward to the college football national championship game. That inbounds or out of bounds? That's a heck of a question. Because <laughs> I look forward to college football week by week more than I do NFL Sunday. Right. But the Super Bowl is a little bit different only because – the college football playoff hasn't necessarily given us great championship games. You okay. know, you almost come into some of those things knowing the outcome before the game's even played. Okay. Whereas the Super Bowl, to me, has been a little bit more entertaining. Okay. So how did you phrase it? How did you phrase the, the, the question? You look, forward, you look forward to the Super Bowl more than you look forward to the I'm going to say that's inbounds only because the college football championship has been a letdown okay. many of the years that it's been played. Okay. I, I, I agree with you. That's inbounds for me uh, uh, yeah. as well. All right. Good stuff there, Jane. I like the way you, you uh, explained that. <laughs> a lot of people probably would have said the national championship game, but like you said, they haven't been very attractive. Yeah, they haven't been uh, great. Uh, yeah. They haven't been great. All right. Good stuff there, Jay. I'll turn it back over to you, brother. Yeah, man. Let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, WNBA. We we got the the finals going on. The the Aces came out dominated first two games. Looked great. I, I felt like man, they go ahead and put their names on the trophy now. Yeah. Liberty bounced back in game three with a really nice win. Yeah. Game four tomorrow. How you feeling about this K Walk? How do you see game four playing out? I feel confident, Jay. You know because they're at home. Um, you know you know wasn't going to be a uh, you know a lady sweep or uh, in any stretch or a sweep a period. Um, yeah. I really believe that the, uh, the Liberty were going to win the first, the game one, they started off great in that game one. Um, but the aces just came back. They read the, uh, they fed off of the, uh, the energy of that crowd. Uh, the aces crowd is just unbelievable. It's, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched WNBA, um, watch, this is the best time to watch it because you'll see how many people are actually into it. Yeah. But, um, I do like the Liberty. I, th I believe what's her name? Chelsea, um, Chelsea gray. Yeah. Chelsea Gray may not be playing. Yeah, she may out. be out. She's she out. is out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that gives them, you know, an advantage, obviously, to uh, to the Liberty. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take the Liberty um, to win this game. Even if they had um, uh, Chelsea Gray, I still would have picked them. 
But I, I, I'm not going to say it's a convincing win by any stretch because the Aces are just too talented, they're too well coached, and they're here for a reason. But I still will take the uh, the Liberty. Um, it's going to be a well. I'll go. We'll go game by game. I don't know when do they play again. When's the fifth game? If there is a fifth game, I, I'm assuming uh, it's probably going to be like yeah, Sunday because they got to go right. back to Vegas for that one. So okay. So if Liberty is able to win tomorrow night and they force a game five, then um, then. And and gray is out. I'm going to give it to the Liberty. Um, I'm I'm still going to take the Liberty, but I just don't. I just I just think that the uh, they're 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 hungry right now. I think they're they have the momentum. If you believe in that, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to if the Liberty wins tomorrow, I think they they win it. Uh, they win it all. Yeah, um, I wasn't convinced that they would win. That the Aces would win tomorrow if Chelsea mm-hmm. Gray was playing. I'm not sure they would have beaten Liberty okay. in New York. Without Chelsea Gray, I don't think there's any chance they're beating them right. in New York. <laughs> Kia Stokes is out as well, so they're, they're oh, gonna be wow. missing two starters that. from okay. their lineup. That that I don't the Liberty better yeah. win on, on yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, and then if, if we go back to Vegas, then I think it's anybody's game. Yeah, I, sure. I don't I the, the guards for the aces were so good those first two games, yeah. Chelsea Gray. Mm-hmm. Um Kelsey Plum, oh, yeah. uh, the other girl who who her name is escaping me right now. Young is it Young? Maybe I, I can't yeah, remember yeah. her first name. But they all their guards were great. Um, but without Chelsea Gray, like she's like the the straw that stirs the drink. K Walk, it, it's yeah. just going to be really difficult. I'm not sure they would win with her, but I really don't believe that they can win without her. So gotcha. I'm going to say if it goes five and Chelsea Gray plays, give me the aces. Okay. But if she's out, I, I don't see how they can win without her. So okay. it's going to be a, a real fun one to keep keep your eyes on. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, well, Britt had a couple NBA topics, and I, I don't want to dive too deep into it because I didn't mm-hmm. really dig too deep into it. But I have kind of just been peeking at some preseason games. Um, anything about the NBA that has sort of caught your attention has you excited looking forward to the season is there a storyline a team something that you're kind of looking forward to as we get ready to kick off the nba season yeah other than my heat man i just want to see what they're you know what they're going to look like you know as far as um you know how they're going to come out how they're going to start the season they always start the season very slow very sluggish uh if you will i think tyler hero is going to be coming back extra motivated especially not being able to play in the finals with that that wrist injury uh that um and, you know, Riley, uh, you know, Coach Riley, I mean, um, Pat Riley didn't make any, like, you know, big-time moves, uh, big-time moves in the offseason. Uh, he, he drafted um, the young kid, Jacquez, um, Hami uh, Jacquez Jr. out of uh, UCLA. He looks like he fits the, the, the role for, for what they want to do. They brought him some other veterans in there. I want to see what they're going to look like, how they start. But um, what I've seen, Jay, is that the, the Phoenix Suns are yes. going to be the real deal. Yeah. Um, those guys can just flat out shoot. They look like they've been playing together for quite some time. And one thing I think that fell between the cracks, man, is a lot of people aren't talking about, is that trade for Dame that went to the Milwaukee Bucks where it allowed the Bucks to pick up Grace, Grayson Allen and some yes. other key spots to give them some much needed depth on that bench. And that is scary. And that allows Bill uh, Durant and Booker to do their thing, man. And they can, they can, you know, keep one that, you know, they don't have to keep all three. I mean, uh, you know, maybe all three can, can get a break at one at some yeah. point, yeah. but I think you, you're not going to fall off as much as you would uh, you did last year. So the Suns are going to be the team that's going to be very, very interesting to watch uh, for sure. 
Yeah, that's the team I have my eye on because you're right, K-Walk. They have looked very impressive. I know it's the preseason, yeah. but they look like they're in midseason form. They're yeah. very comfortable. Uh, Devin Booker looks like he's, like, I mean, it's in playoff form. I mean, yeah. his, his shot looks so good, so smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see kind of how they make that work. The one thing that kind of had me a little worried about them, as good as they've looked, a lot of their shots that I've been seeing is still coming off of some one-on-one type one-on-one, stuff. Okay. And I know these are some of the best one-on-one mm-hmm. players in the game, but I do want to see a little bit more offense. I, 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 I get it. They're great one-on-one players, but that when you're off and the whole game is one-on-one, yeah. what do you go to when that's not working? So yeah. I do want to see how they're going to kind of work some offense into their game. But you're right, K-Walk. They have, they've looked like they're going to be a problem for, yeah. for a lot of teams in the league, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about that. All right, man, let's let's do our rant and, and who's balling, and then, and then we'll wrap this show up tonight. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we say every week, but it don't happen every week. Nah. <laughs> we like to do a rant. You <laughs> just get rant. one minute to get something off your chest, say whatever you want to say, positive, negative. Could be a PSA. Could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You just get the floor for one minute. Uh, it's our rant segment. K-Walk, I'll let you go first, man. What you got for us this week? Yeah, Jay, I'm going to go. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, and that's the uh, the refs and the players and the late calls. And I'm not putting it on the refs and I'm not putting on the players. I'm putting it on both. Yes. And what I'm saying, the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, is because, you know, we talked about this, you know, on several occasions. And we talked about it, you know, last year in the, in the Super Bowl, you know, that holding call that took place late in the Super Bowl. But, you know, what? I say this, the refs, you put the, if your players don't put the refs in a situation where they have to make those calls, you know, granted, you know, they'll, they'll let them go you know, you know, the, the whole game or whatever. But when it comes down to crunch time and it's just obvious, maybe they just let it go because it wasn't a crucial situation. I don't know why, why they call them in those situations, but nonetheless, don't give them a reason. Don't give them a reason uh, to pull, to, to throw that flag. Just like when I was talking to Sean Gibson. I mean, Desha- yeah, Deshaun Gibson from the 49ers, you know, possibly cost them the game. They still had a chance to win the game. They just missed a field goal, but don't, don't put your team in that situation. Just, I know it's hard, you know, you're being a football player, but, you know, when it's tug and grab and you're one-on-one on the island and things of that nature, and some of these hits can be avoided, it's, it's been long enough, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's been long enough. So refs, either let them play or don't let them play. Players, <laughs> don't put them in a situation that they're going to have to put, throw that flag, man. All right? That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. And that you're, you're right, man, 100%. We see it every week, every level, you know. Refs got to be better. Players got to be smarter. Yeah. I, I'm with you 100% there. Man, I, I want to talk about these coaches that are chasing points. I, I it, it annoys me, K Walk. Like, I know they have the little script that says, hey, go for two yeah. or, or do this or do that. But you see guys chasing points in like the second quarter or early yeah. in the third quarter. You're going for two because you want to get the point deficit to seven or three or something right, like right. that. And ultimately, to me, it always comes back and bites them at the end of the game. Now they have to score a touchdown instead of a field goal if they would have just took the extra point earlier mm-hmm. in the game. I understand it in the fourth quarter if you, yeah. you feel like you need to go to two, go for two to close the gap. But why are we chasing points in the second yeah. quarter, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? You never know how a game is going to play out. To me, that's way too early to be chasing points. Coaches, let the game play out. Wait till the fourth quarter before you decide to start chasing points. Yeah, it I really agree. annoys me, K-Walk. It really does, man. 
Um, all right, man, good stuff. Let's do who's balling and get out of here. Every week we want to shout out a team, player, or a coach that's just been absolutely getting it done. Who you got this weekend, Walt? Who's balling? Yeah, this past week, um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Raheem Moster from the uh, from the Miami Dolphins, man. Just an a- excellent job of, uh, you know, doing what he did. I mean, three t- he had, what, three t- total touchdowns, three from scrimmage, 17 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. He also had three catches and 17 yards for uh, for a touchdown, you know, to lead the Dolphins, uh, you know, to victory. Uh, and that very, very fast and very explosive offense there. Uh, we're going to see them Sunday night. Um, against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, so <laughs> be prepared for that one. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great one, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a great one for sure. Um, so yeah, so uh, Raheem uh, Mostert from the uh, Miami Dolphins has been balling. Yes, sir. I'm going with a total homer pick here. <laughs> My Penn State Nittany Lions. We hung 63 on you, Matt. <laughs> on Saturday, but man, that defense, total defense right now, number one in the country, total yeah. defense. We got some guys that can absolutely get after the quarterback on offense. We've been good enough. A couple of punt returns on special teams on Saturday. We had the whole thing rolling. I'm trying to send them as much good mojo energy, whatever you want to call it for <laughs> Saturday in Columbus. My Nittany Lions have been balling let's keep it going guys keep it going one more week um all right k walt good stuff man um before we get out of here tell the people where they can find you and what you're looking forward to the rest of this week man yeah uh you can find me on you know social media facebook uh kevin walker uh on instagram kevin.walker142 and the thread uh kevin walker uh kevin.walker142 on twitter x whatever you want to call it uh kevin at kevin walker142 uh for sure and um you can catch me tomorrow night uh on never had it so good sports radio Myself and uh, Eric Scott, Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You can find that on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast or you listen to podcasts, you find it at 7 p.m. Check us out. We like to infotain. Uh, you know, that's our motto there. We like to infotain. Jay, you're welcome to come on, brother, as always. Jay makes some uh, guest appearances sometimes. You know, sometimes we have to call him late, but he always shows <laughs> up, man. He always shows up. So, uh, so check that out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. What I'm looking forward to, uh, we actually have, a, uh, in my opinion, a good game. Uh, well, we talked about the the, the, uh, the WNBA finals tomorrow night, game four there. On Thursday night, um, let's talk about the uh, the Jags and the uh, and the Saints. That should be an interesting game. Not sure if Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, so if he's going to be healthy. I know he had that knee injury. Hopefully, he can play and make that game enjoyable. But um, as we do every day, some football games on tonight, college games on tonight, tonight as well. So just football, football, football for me, Jay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, K. Walk and ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, I wouldn't say if it wasn't true. Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, it, it's an outstanding show. They thank have a you, great format. They, you. Like K-Walk said, they infotain. You're getting some great sports information. You're getting some some fun, some laughter, some yeah. inter- entertainment. If you haven't checked them out, guys, you got to check them out. It, it, it really, truly is a, a great, great show. Um, K-Walk, man, I'm just, again, like you, man, football, football, football. That's all I'm looking forward to. I will check in with that WNBA game tomorrow night and yeah. just kind of see how the aces look without Chelsea Gray. But man, we're right in the thick of it. Football season, college pro. We got the NBA ramping up, man. It's just a great time yes, of the man. year. For if sure, you man. love sports 
And you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on all social media platforms. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys listening tonight. Um, again, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify, go ahead and like our podcast there as well. That certainly helps out. And we'll be back next week, guys, live, 7 p.m. every Tuesday night. Jones tonight, but she will be back next week, and, and we will make her stand and talk about those <laughs> Eagles next week, ladies and gentlemen. So tune in for that. Uh, for Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week.